0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Possum University Podcast, the podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer, a former animal shelter supervisor.
1: And I'm Jamie. I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant.
0: On this episode, we're talking Netflix drama, I get quizzed, and we're helping a puppy who just started peeing on things all over the place. So <laughs> stay tuned for all that and more on Possum University. live. Here we are. Hello, hello. Uh, we have a couple things to talk about. And in the intro, we talked about Netflix drama. Yeah. Everybody in the force-free world is a little annoyed right now. A little. So we're <laughs> all familiar with Cesar Milan, and people that are ignorant of dogs think that Caesar Milan is like the holy grail of dog training and uh something to strive for when in reality he's not. He doesn't follow science. He's not respected whatsoever.
1: People and, say it, oh, you're trying to be like Caesar Milan as a compliment. It's not a compliment. It's, an insult. it's, a, <laughs> it's heavy, a heavy compliment. insult. Um, he <laughs>
0: is not respected whatsoever in the training world and in animal welfare. So cancel Netflix's soon release show, Canine Intervention, due to inhumane animal training. We don't need another Cesar Milan. So this is a change.org petition that was recently started that has almost 30,000 signatures started by uh, Nicole Barnett. I'm not sure who she is, but she's seems to be well-spoken and very into animal welfare and uh, positive reinforcement dog training. She says, we have spent over a decade fighting against the popularization of inhumane training toward animals on television. This type of commercialization for the sake of entertainment is barbaric and does not serve the general population and our most adoring companion animals. The show Canine Intervention announced to be released on Netflix starting February 24th stars an animal trainer that demonstrates the use of choke collars, prong collars, and electric shock collars on several social media platforms, which, by the way, it looks like uh, a lot of that content was removed from social media. Of course it was. But we don't need another Caesar, Caesar-like trainer on TV showing inhumane training techniques to animal owners. Here's the link to the position statements of the AVSAB, which is the American Veterinary Society of Animal Behavior. Or AVSA, yeah, AVSAB. Um, it's not a specific position statement towards this uh, situation, but it just kind of lists all of their position statements mm-hmm. uh, with regards to the fair and ethical treatment of animals when it comes to training and behavior.
1: I kind of want to go off of like the last thing that she said there. We don't need another Caesar-like trainer on a TV show showing inhumane training techniques to animal owners. This is like so big because, as a trainer, I see tons of clients that come to me, and maybe I'm like their fifth trainer, and they've had tons of trainers prior, and they'll even say, you know, we've done our research, and like there's so many conflicting things on on um, all of the internet, and they're listening to this person and to that person, and. And there's so many different types of theories that you can really confuse a dog. And if you're showing people on national television that this is something that they can do and we're, we're letting them think that this is a good thing to do, we're, we're really going in the wrong direction. And people are going to be doing this on their dogs when even if this trainer says, you know, this is this is for a trainer to do only people don't care. They will do it regardless if you tell them not to or not. They, they literally see you do it, and they're like, oh, I can do that, especially when it comes to training. I don't know why with people everyone's like, no, we're, we're going to go try it on our own first.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people had this mindset that, well, I don't see positive reinforcement on TV. I don't, you know, there's no trainers. with uh, Victoria Stillwell had a, had a TV show, but wasn't that like across the pond, as we call it, right? That was like. Um,
1: did she? I think you're right. Yes, she that you did. Said it's it, like me it's or kinda, the dog. That's yeah. the name
0: of the show. But I think that that was a, is it BBC? British Broadcasting Company? Maybe. I think it, that, that was a, a British thing, and other countries are a lot nicer to animals than we are Why in the United States. Why is that? I don't we know. We have
1: freedom of speech, but we can't be nice to our animals. Yeah. I don't understand that.
0: So I think the biggest issue is that positive reinforcement dog training takes a long time. It does. It, it takes a lot longer than just forcing a behavior or suppressing a behavior and uh, scaring a dog or hurting a dog. So there's nothing sexy about that. There's nothing sexy about, oh, okay, yeah, sit, stay, the basic commands and coming back in a week and and having patience. Uh, just like when you see violence in movies, we're all so yeah. numb to it. It's acceptable. I guess you're right. If, if a movie doesn't have enough violence, you're pissed off. When it comes to a TV show about dog training, nobody wants to see what dog training's really like. I know, there's they no want, drama. They want drama.
1: They want drama. They want
0: Caesar getting bit. They want blood drawn. They want a dog forced into submission because that's entertainment. Real dog training isn't sexy, it's hard and and it's it's persistence, but that's exactly why they keep going for dog trainers who, it's all about showmanship. They they care about showmanship. They,
1: they they care about the ratings. That's the problem. And in reality, there are so many different types of training that they can do that's better than than another Caesar.
0: Yeah, so if you wanted to go to change.org and just search. I guess you could search Netflix's soon release show, Canine Intervention, or just search Canine Intervention. I'm not sure what keywords will make that pop up, but you go ahead and sign that petition. And I'm also going to put it in the show notes for the podcast if you're listening to the audio version of this. Uh, So you had a quiz for me?
1: Yes, I have a quiz. You ready?
0: I'm ready. Are you? This is
1: to test your dog knowledge.
0: Oh, boy. I'm going to totally flunk this because I'm just faking it till I make it. Nobody picked up on it yet.
1: I disagree with that. I'm actually... I'm excited to see what you know. Okay. I think I think you're gonna stump all of these. Let's see. Hmm. All right. Where are a dog's sweat glands located? It's pause. Wow, you didn't even need me all to right. read.
0: I you're right. I do need to have dramatic <laughs>
1: We're you gonna didn't burn even, right through this. I'm gonna have to read you the answer, so don't don't get all excited. So the question the question was where are the sweat glands located? And you could have picked tails, tail, nose, paws, or neck. You said paws, which is correct.
0: Is is are there really sweat glands on the nose? I thought it was just a mucous membrane.
1: Obviously, there isn't. That wasn't the right answer.
0: Oh, oh! I see what we're doing here. Okay.
1: <laughs> Those were the options for right. you to choose. All right. All right. So, there's four possible answers. Okay. Like four, four. I didn't things. know it was multiple choice. Yeah, it's multiple choice. I was so I'm ready to give phone you, a friend. I'm going to give you four things to choose from. All right. What breed is Scooby-Doo? A German Shepherd, Great Dane, Dalmatian, or an Airedale Terrier?
0: I think he's supposed to be a Great Dane. Correct. Oh, thank God.
1: (laughs) The average male Great Dane can weigh up to 200 pounds and stand up to 34 inches tall with all four paws on the ground. No wonder why Scooby-Doo was always wanting a snack. So there's a little commentary. Oh, I thought it
0: was because him and Shaggy were always high.
1: Yes, but the children don't need to know that.
0: Don't give your dogs marijuana.
1: No, don't. Um, Which... Dog breed has a black tongue. I know you know this one. A chow chow, a bloodhound, a chihuahua, or a rat terrier. I'm gonna say chow chow. Chow chow is correct. (laughs) Well, most dogs have sound effects. (laughs) Well, most dogs, you know what? Oh, no. Oh, I do have sound effects. Well, that's only if you get it wrong. Oh, Oh.
0: (laughs) sorry about that. There. All right,
1: there we go. While most dogs have a cute pink tongue, the chow chow has a black tongue. The breed dates back to ancient China, where it is known as a, oh, I'm so bad with, with words that I don't know, um, Song Shi Quan. When translated, it means puffy lion dog.
0: It's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah. Um, what makes the Basenji a unique dog? It can walk on its back legs. It's, <laughs> it yodels <laughs> rather than barks. It is the smallest dog breed. It was named after a ship.
0: It's not the smallest dog breed. I believe that belongs to Chihuahua.
1: Someone said Yodels.
0: Yodels? The Besenji. I don't think it was named after a ship either. All right, we're getting...
1: Can it walk on its back legs or can it yodel?
0: It Yodels.
1: All right, let's see. You are correct.
0: Good job. <laughs> I didn't know that one.
1: <laughs> Although the Besenji is often called the barkless dog, it is not a silent pooch. The Besenji has a sing song type of bark that most usually associates with yodeling. They are also known for being extremely Hold on. intelligent. Can I
0: pull up a Besenji bas- yodel because this is, you don't just tell somebody that a dog <laughs> yodels and he, don't show them. Besenji, oh my God, first result. Are you kidding me? Let's say- All right. I think I can make this come through the boards for everybody to hear.
1: Oh, my God. Uh,
0: he needs a Ricola.
1: He, so- <laughs> he sounds like the fire department down the street.
0: All right. Well, that's a dog I'm never going to own.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, next question. What is the name of the smallest dog breed? Corgi, Poodle, Pug, or Chihuahua?
0: I ruined this on the other one, didn't I? <laughs> Chihuahua.
1: You are correct. <laughs>
0: that was a PU fact like, a couple months ago. Yes.
1: Weighing it at a maximum of six pounds, the Chihuahua is the world's smallest dog breed. They might be small, but they tend to think they are big big dogs, and they are fiercely protective of their owners.
0: I believe it. Yep. Pudgelina. Although I think she's more interested in protecting herself.
1: Eh, the verdict's still out. Um, which medical condition affects dogs the most? Arthritis, obesity, anxiety, depression? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoever has these statistics, it's they would have had to have seeked treatment. I don't know how many people seek treatment for anxiety because I think it'd be anxiety. What are the first two again?
1: Arthritis and obesity.
0: I'm going to say uh, arthritis.
1: Wrong answer. Is it anxiety? It's obesity. Wow. Yep. Um, without proper exercise and balanced diet, dogs can suffer from obesity. Obesity is listed by the American Kennel Club as the number one health issue that all dog breeds encounter. Oh, wow. I know. How I about was going to say anxiety myself. Uh, which dog breed is considered the heaviest? The St. Bernard, the Great Dane, the Airedale Terrier, French Bulldog.
0: I'll go with uh, St. Bernard.
1: You are correct. Originally bred to be rescue dogs in the Swiss Alps, the St. Bernard can grow up to 260 pounds. Despite their size, the St. Bernard are social and loyal to their owners. I don't know too much about St. Bernard's. I've only trained one. Was it a puppy? He was. Oh. And he did have two siblings. And, you know, he was half. His siblings were, were full St. Bernard's, they were all rescued. They were from a St. Bernard rescued. And um, I just remember very clearly that Miranda and I were there um, for the console because she was also going to spend the weekend with them. And one shook. And the drool from one of them actually went into my mouth.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that. That
1: was really traumatic yeah. day. It was a traumatic day for me. Um, Yeah, I had to just move on from that and try not to focus on it too much because we literally had to be there for like another half an hour. So that was fun. Um, which breed is considered... The world's rarest. So I'm going to butcher these names. Um, I think I know it. The Saluki, the Malamute, the Boston Terrier, or the Chesky, Chesky Terrier?
0: Wait, can I can I just see what, is he going to give it away? No. Okay. It's, it's not what I thought any of them were going to be.
1: <laughs> well, then you're wrong.
0: It, it's not.
1: The only one I can't I've, even remember I've never them. heard of the Saluki oh. or the Chesky Terrier before. It's,
0: it's one of those.
1: Or is it? Is that what they want you to think?
0: It's one of those. Pick one. has got to be.
1: Come on. Terrier?
0: I think Saluki because I've never heard that ever.
1: Wrong answer. Damn it. Uh, it's the a Terrier. The Czechoslovakian breed known as the Chesky Terrier is considered the world's rarest breed with only... Three hundred and fifty Chesky Terriers in existence. They are also considered one of the world's most expensive breeds. If I'm saying that wrong, please let me know. I think it's Chesky, I think. See C-
0: C- Tabitha should be hosting the C- show.
1: Yes. She K-Y. <laughs> All right. So that was that one. So too wrong. I think you're doing pretty good. Thanks. Which human organ do dogs lack? I'm listening. Prostate, appendix, pancreatic, pancreatic pancre- pancreas,
0: uterus. Uh, appendix.
1: You are correct. Thank God. The human appendix sits between the smallest intestine and the long, long lip, large intestine, and it has no known function. Luckily for dogs, they are born without them and never know the human agony of having it removed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which... Dog's name translates to dwarf dog. Mastiff, chihuahua, dachshund, corgi. Corgi. You are correct. I thought it was the dachshund. Um, <laughs> the favorite dog Uh-oh. of the queen of- I kicked of- the camera. There oh, it is. No. We're back up. Okay. Um, the favorite dog of the queen of England, corgis are adorable and lively little dogs that make great pets.
0: I do have to check the wire though, so- <laughs> Keep, keep the show going. I got to go. Okay. I half unplugged it.
1: All right. The Welsh translation of the name Corgi means dwarf dog. I'm training a Corgi right now. Her name is Maisie and she's absolutely adorable. I got a slow-mo video of her today um, gallivanting in the snow because anybody that's near New Jersey got some sort of snow. I'm pretty sure we had two feet.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, 18 inches at least. Yeah.
1: Okay, next question. Why do dogs curl up when they sleep? Oh, I know this. They curl up to make themselves invisible. Mm. They curl up to ease aches and pains. They curl up to protect their organs. They curl up to show dominance.
0: They're protecting their vital organs from attack.
1: You are correct, sir. In addition to providing dogs with greater body heat, they also curl up to protect their organs. It is an evolutionary reflex that protects their organs left over from their days in the wild. That's a weird phrase. Protects their organs left over from their days in the wild. Like what did they lose other organs?
0: No, they mean that that it's a it's a uh,
1: Sounds like how many words?
0: Nope. Evolutionary I, I evolutionary trait yes that's it yes (laughs) evolutionary instinct
1: thank you that has passed down over she really should be running the show yeah seriously um what kind of dog is toto
0: you're gonna give me the options
1: (laughs) foxhound poodle cairn terrier bloodhound
0: believe he was a cairn terrier
1: you are correct. When The Wizard of Oz debuted, the popularity of the Karen Terrier skyrocketed. During the filming of the musical, Toto was paid $125 per week for being carried around in Dorothy's basket.
0: What a life! Who, got, who made the money? His owners? They well, I would assume, they yeah. They couldn't just go to a shelter and find one?
1: Okay. Which dog breed has six toes on each paw? Um, currently, right now, I have a client that has seven toes on one paw.
0: Was he polydactyl?
1: Sure. Norwegian Lundown Husky, the Lundhund. Lundhund Husky, Labrador Retriever, Labrador Retriever, or the Rottweiler.
0: Um. The uh, the
1: Lundhund. You are correct. Uh, growing up to twenty pounds, the Nor- Norwegian Lundhund. Was originally bred to hunt puffins. The Lundhund's six-toed feet help them keep a firm grip on the snowy and icy Norwegian terrain.
0: So I didn't really know that one. That was just process of elimination. Exactly. I've seen the other three in real life, so. (laughs) All
1: right. Which dog has webbed feet? Greyhound, Jack Russell, Golden Retriever, Newfoundland.
0: That's going to be the Newfoundland.
1: All right. So the correct answer is Newfoundland. Um, with their large stature and gentle nature, you would never know that the Newfoundland is an excellent swimmer breed to retrieve waterfowl. They can attribute their swimming skills to their unique webbed feet. How many muscles do dogs have in their ears? If you know this one, I swear I'm going to flip this table. I think I know this one. (laughs) They have three muscles in each ear. They have one muscle in each ear. They have a minimum of 18 muscles in each ear. And they have 10, around 10 muscles in each ear.
0: Around 10. I believe it's actually 12. 12 is the number that I know.
1: Wrong answer. But I don't have 18? It's 18. Thankfully, I don't have to flip this table. Um,
0: I don't know. Who's writing these? (laughs)
1: If you watch your dog closely, they have a lot more movement in their ears than humans do. With a minimum of 18 muscles in each ear, dogs can move their ears slightly to catch sounds. I'm I'm
0: fact-checking this one. Now I'm angry. Damn it. 18. 18.
1: You think they would just put the wrong answer on a really long quiz? Who was they?
0: I don't even know who wrote this. Uh,
1: This is play.howstuffworks.com. Yeah.
0: We should at least give them credit. We will. We're we're going to link to this quiz. You can take the quiz yourself.
1: Um, Which four colors can a dog see? Red, black, white, green. Black, white, blue, yellow. Black, green, red, Orange. Yellow, purple, orange, red. I can repeat that if you need me to.
0: Black is the absence of color. It's the last one.
1: You think it's yellow, purple, orange, red?
0: Wait, no. I think they see green. They definitely see green. This is... Hold on. There's too much going on here. (laughs) Red, black, white, green. Black, white, blue, yellow. Black, green, red, orange. They don't see red.
1: Oh, you're thinking hard about this.
0: Black, black, white, blue, yellow. I don't know. I guess they're just saying the fact that they can tell black, if something's black. White, blue, I think it's black, yellow. white, blue, yellow. All
1: right. Let's see. You are correct. Yeah. There we go. For many years. Yeah. I have... remember
0: that they can't see your hair color and they can't see because I, I, we did something previously on one of our previous podcast episodes where I said that your Christmas tree probably looks really strange to them because it's not green.
1: I thought they could see red and yellow. I mean, um, red and green. I thought is, those. Is were that the why most... you've been
0: dyeing your hair red this whole time?
1: Yeah, that's exactly why. Um, for many years, we have believed the myth that dogs are colorblind. They, while they cannot see as many colors as humans, research has found that they can see black, white, blue, and yellow. Uh, which breed is called the king of terriers? The rat terrier, the Airedale terrier, the Boston terrier, or the Cairn terrier?
0: I'm going to guess Airedale because they are significantly larger than the other ones.
1: You're so annoying. Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay, but why? Do they tell us why?
1: Yes. Because of the Airedale Terrier's size, it is often called the King of Terriers. In addition to being the biggest out of all the Terriers, the Airedale is also known as one of the smallest breeds in the world. Smartest. I read that wrong. My bad. Say, I was going to say that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they are really Smartest smart. breed in the world. Uh, What is Snoopy's dog breed? Beagle, Jack Russell Terrier, Chihuahua, or Shih Tzu? What is it? It is Beagle. All right. Cartoon Royalties Snoopy is one of the world's most beloved dogs. Snoopy is a Beagle, and Beagles can weigh up to 24 pounds. They are small hunting dogs known for their keen sense of smell. And their barking. I added that last part.
0: And their obesity.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, Which breed is the most popular in the United States? The Boxer, the Labrador Retriever, the German Shepherd, or the Beagle?
0: It's the Retriever.
1: You are correct. The American Kennel Club reports that the most popular dog in the United States is the Labrador Retriever. The Labrador has taken the title for the 25th consecutive years in a row, and it is also the most popular breed in the United Kingdom.
0: I suspect that it's Bull. Because I'm pretty sure. I think so too. If if uh pit mixes was an option, I think so. Then it would be yep. pits.
1: Uh where is the Australian Shepherd from? <laughs> United States, Australia, New Zealand, or Japan.
0: You're laughing. Did you uh have you taken this quiz? Yet? I have
1: not. I just think it's funny because it says the name. Yeah, but then it makes you <laughs> I know, challenge that makes you everything think. you know. Like, yep. Yep, I'm not sure.
0: It's a giveaway. The Australian... There's no way it's New Zealand.
1: Because then are you dumb for not picking Australia? Like, I don't know. New Zealand.
0: Zealand. Why would it it be New Zealand? Well, aren't they right
1: next to each other? Right? Am I crazy?
0: I don't remember, all right? (laughs) What's your answer? I I mean, I'm going to go with... Australia.
1: You are wrong. It's the United States. With a name I like the Australian everything. Shepherd, you might think that they are from Australia. However, the Australian Shepherd is actually a breed that calls the United States the place of its creation.
0: Our Australian friends probably like, you idiot. <laughs>
1: uh, which sense are puppies born without? Sight, taste, hearing, or smell? sight
0: much like human babies
1: you are wrong what hearing when puppies are born they are born without the use of their hearing they do not begin to hear sounds until they are around three weeks old
0: that's crazy i know that just challenged everything i knew (laughs) we're learning today
1: yes we are how many taste buds do dogs have 400 100 1700 900
0: I know they have less than us.
1: Do you know how many we have? Because I don't.
0: I think they have seventeen hundred. I think we're in Is the two thousands. All right. Yeah, seventeen.
1: You are correct. All right. Although dogs. Now geez. I'm gonna look up how many humans. I think
0: <laughs> I think we have like two thousand something.
1: Although dogs have, do have a sense of taste, they do not taste quite as well as humans. Dogs have around 1,700 taste buds, while humans oh, have 10, between 2,000 and 10,000. And, you know, Oakley's definitely in the next room going, I have way more than that. How do you have <laughs>
0: 2,000 to 10,000?
1: I don't know. Maybe it depends on your size. Like, maybe your taste buds grow as you get bigger. I don't know. Maybe people have bigger tongues than other people. Yeah. Just a thought. Choo, choo. Where was the Labrador Retriever originally bred? Ireland, England, the United States, Canada. England. Is that your final answer? It's my final answer. You are wrong, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Although the Labrador Retriever is the most popular breed in in both the United States and the United Kingdom, it is originally from Canada. Canada. More specifically, the breed was created in Newfoundland when it was still known as just the Labrador. (laughs) Why are you staring at me like that? I didn't make up the questions. (laughs) It's good. It's good. 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 Maybe you learn a little humility.
0: (laughs) Next question. The
1: facts, man. You're doing pretty good. I would have gotten most of these wrong. Next question. Which country has the highest dog population? United States, Germany, France, Canada.
0: I'm going to say the United States.
1: You are correct. With an estimated 75 million dogs in the country, the United States has more dogs than any other country in the world. France is a close second, but the United States wins the prize. Which breed is considered the fastest? The Border Collie? The Whippet? We're back to the the sol, 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 Saluki? Did I say that? I need a picture of the... Saluki, saluki or the greyhound. Because Asher
0: was asking if we've ever seen one. Oh, Oh, wow. it's
1: that dog. It
0: kind of looks like an Afghan.
1: Oh, it's like um, the ears almost look like blonde hair. Yeah. It kind of looks like a like a greyhound with, with hair on its ears, like like human hair.
0: It's kind of creepy.
1: It's not creepy. It's cute. All right, so again, which breed is considered the fastest? The Border Collie, the Whippet, the Saluki, which we're about to show you, or the Greyhound?
0: I think it's the Greyhound. Otherwise, they'd be racing Salukis.
1: True. You are correct. Reaching speeds up to uh, 45 miles per hour, the Greyhound is considered the world's fastest dog. Greyhounds also make great companions. They are extremely loyal to loyal to their owners. I'm training one right now. Such a weirdo. I love him, though. He's a rescue from the racetrack, so he, like, doesn't know how to be a well, dog. They,
0: they experience a lot of trauma.
1: He, he literally does not know what to do in social situations. Like, he literally will freeze up. And his mom's like, you good? Like, you, you okay? And he just stands there and looks at her and she's like, I don't even know if you're upset or not. Like she doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he lives with a rambunctious pit. So it's just like, like apples and oranges, like they're hysterical together. Um, oh, did I, I read that already? Okay. So which organ do only dogs and humans have? I read that right? Yeah. Prostate, appendix, uterus, heart. Which organ do only dogs and humans have?
0: Well, we know that they don't have an appendix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, almost everything has a heart. Um, I'm going to say prostate.
1: Okay, so it's either prostate or uterus. Let's see what happens.
0: Because I've never seen any other creatures stop their flow of pee.
1: <laughs> True.
0: That's my you are scientific correct. reason. <laughs>
1: It's not only human males who get to enjoy prostate exams. Dogs are the only other animal to have a prostate. This is funny. All right, so prostate. Which dog wore armor and assisted the Roman armies? Whippet, Mastiff, Beagle, Bloodhound? It's Mastiff. Mastiff.
0: Yeah. Should have been the Beagle, but...
1: You are correct. Weighing up to 230 pounds, the Mastiff was quite a warrior. During Roman times, the Mastiff was fitted with armor and rode alongside mounted Roman army members.
0: That's pretty savage. It's if pretty you saw a full-size Mastiff coming at you...
1: With armor on? I, I would run the other on. way when it didn't have armor on. <laughs> did you get nipped in the butt by a Mastiff?
0: Tibetan Mastiff, yes.
1: Tibetan Mastiff. Those things are massive.
0: My only actual dog weight was a Tibetan Mastiff. Yeah. That's just bad luck.
1: And he did it with your back turned. <laughs> uh, which breed cannot swim? Why is Pipple not on, the, on this list? Uh, Newfoundland, um, Labrador, Basset Hound, or Golden Retriever?
0: Uh, maybe a Basset Hound because those stumpy legs. Uh and the ears hounds. don't
1: help. Oh, uh, no. Are not meant for the water. Bred for hunting, the basset hounds' long ears and short legs make it impossible for them to swim.
0: They look like they already got wet and then started to melt.
1: What is the name of the dog on the box? Oh, what is the name of the dog on the Cracker Jack box? Socks, bingo, gidget, Louie. Your mom has to know this. Socks, bingo, gidget, Louie.
0: I, th- I think it's Gidget.
1: I think it's Gidget.
0: Yeah, I knew it once, and honestly, this is just a guess at this point. But
1: you knew it once, and then you forgot it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know where it, when I heard
1: it, but the adorable pooch on the Cracker Jack box is named Bingo in 1916. The Cracker Jack logo featuring Sailor Jack and Bingo was registered for copyright.
0: Well, that's exciting. <laughs>
1: What dog feature is a un- is as unique as a human's fingerprint? Nose print, paw print, anal print, or ear print?
0: Has anybody actually <laughs> tested
1: I wasn't expecting to see
0: that. if the anal print is unique before we just say it's not? Has anybody disproved that?
1: <laughs> I wasn't expecting that.
0: I have no reason to believe everybody's anal print is the same
1: tabitha says nose nose.
0: i'm saying nose but also we should revisit (laughs) the anal thing because it's a strong possibility
1: Uh, uh, nose print is correct if you were to print your nose your dog's if you were to print your dog's nose it would leave a unique pattern in fact a dog's nose print is as unique as and as in indefinable indefinable Identifiable. Identifiable <laughs> as the human She has dyslexia. It's yes. okay. Sorry, guys. I'm not a good reader. This is actually a lot for me for even doing this, so I'm getting there. All right, so it's it's not anal print.
0: Not yet. we got to do more studies.
1: <laughs> what percent of people sign their dog's name on greeting cards? <laughs> 10%, 70%, 30%,
0: 20%? I don't remember being asked. So I don't know how they have the statistic.
1: Maybe they put, what is it, the Century 21 thing? What do they do? What's the thing that, that they send around make people what? ask the question? So questions? it's what
0: percent of people, not what percent of dog owners.
1: Yes, what percent are people? Well, wouldn't it be a dog owner? Why would you sign a dog's name if it wasn't your dog?
0: Yeah, but if you're asking all the people, they're not just dog owners.
1: Mm-hmm. What percent of people sign their dog's name on greeting cards?
0: I think 70 is too high. I want to say 30, 30.
1: Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay, here we go. You are wrong. It's 70%. We love our dogs so much that they are considered family. As a result, nearly 70% of us sign our dogs' names onto our greeting cards.
0: So it was percent of dog owners, I guess. Yeah,
1: I guess. Uh, Which breed is the world's oldest The Mastiff, the Saluki, the Corgi, the Irish Wolfhound. What's
0: with the Salukis?
1: I don't know. Maybe because they're so rare. We don't know much about them. What are they again? Mastiff, Saluki, Corgi, Irish Wolfhound.
0: I really don't know. Part of me wants to say Mastiff because they used to dress them up as gladiators. But also, I think the Wolfhound's been around for a really long time. Let's do a gamble on the Wolfhound.
1: You are wrong. It's the Saluki. <laughs> I hate... <laughs> Saluki. During the... T- I hope we're saying that right. If
0: it wasn't for the Saluki...
1: I know. Wrong answer. During the times of the ancient Egyptians, Salukis were sent out to help track game. The Saluki is known as the world's oldest dog breed. It kind of looks Egyptian-esque. I
0: don't know, yeah, but in all those photos, none of them look like they had an ounce of confidence. <laughs> but the it's tracking been, game
1: it's been years man they're just trying to chill now sorry which breed is Tin? i don't even understand the question german shepherd collie rat terrier greyhound maybe that's a name is that a per, is that like a dog like
0: is that a character am i allowed to look no, up? no
1: f- you're not allowed to look it up
0: so this is more of my knowledge of Tin, yes than it is of dogs
1: <laughs> yes german <laughs> shepherd know. collie rat terrier Greyhound. Sorry, you looked it up. You cheater.
0: Because uh, I'm done answering. I'm done answering. I don't know who Rin Tin Tin is. Uh,
1: apparently, we're too young. It's from an old cartoon. Yeah,
0: born. He was born in 1918.
1: So well, German Shepherd. All right. Died so Rin, in 1932. That's a good life. Rin Tin, Tin was a German Shepherd. Uh, they are beloved for their intelligence, loyalty, and their courageousness. They are. They make great guard dogs and great family dogs.
0: Was Ren Tintin known for jumping? Because Google the one, two, three, four. The fifth fact about Ren Tintin was that he jumped 11 feet, nine inches.
1: Whoa, that's a lot. Which dog breed is born with a human soft spot? Chihuahua, Poodle, Bichon Frise, or the Boston Terrier?
0: Are they talking about on the skull?
1: Which dog breed is born with a human soft spot? That's all I got.
0: Human soft spot?
1: I I think they mean a
0: soft spot on the skull. Yeah, I would assume so. It would be chihuahua.
1: You think chihuahua? You are correct. Much like human babies, chihuahuas are born with a soft spot. Also, like humans, the fontanelle begins to close as the dog matures. Did I say that right? Mm Fontanelle?
0: Yeah, it's that that right here, that growth plate on Mm. the front.
1: Which ancient creature are dogs believed to come from? The centaur? The Tamaracus, Tom, Tom, toma. I can't say that. Tomaracus, <laughs> T- <What? laughs>
0: This question is stupid.
1: <laughs> mermaid or Harpy? Which one do you think it is?
0: I don't, I only know two of those.
1: Okay, so tell me which one you think it is.
0: It's not a mermaid. You don't know that. And it's not a centaur because that's half man, half horse.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the Tomarctus. Come on, Asha. T O M A R C T U S.
0: Tomarctus. Images.
1: Existing for nearly 7 million years, the Tomarctus is said to be the grandfather of all dogs. The Tomarctus. Yeah, I mean, looking at this picture, it makes sense. Inhibited North America. All right.
0: This, this took a weird turn.
1: It did. It did.
0: I thought you vetted this. All right.
1: So this, no, I can't, I wouldn't be able to take it with you because then it would, it, I don't think it would go back to the beginning. Are we done? Yep. Your score is a 74.
0: Wow. It's like I'm in high school again.
1: You are a true expert. It says you got yeah, really? 26 correct out of 35. You scored better than 80% of quiz takers.
0: So that means that there's 20% of the people that took this quiz are more qualified to have this podcast than I am.
1: The average score is sixty percent, so you did much better and I'm sure I would have been below that.
0: Don't be so hard on yourself.
1: I never it could was be it. worse. You could I be a would. chicken woman. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's
0: to, very to true. Mark this. So they're, they're I hope cute. everybody enjoyed they look that. Like raccoons. They look at the little raccoon feet. Hold on.
1: Mixed with a German Shepherd, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, but it's like a little like raccoon German shepherd snout with the ears and then like
1: That's suspicious
0: cute. raccoon feet. <laughs> Like, up to no good. I feel like you have a
1: love-hate relationship with raccoons.
0: I do. Yeah, because I've gone toe-to-toe with actual rabid raccoons a couple times, and it's...
1: It's not their fault that they're rabid. It kind of is. So, did you have fun? Yeah, that was fun. Did you learn?
0: Uh, I did, because now I know what a Saluki is. Me too. And a harpy. (laughs) And whatever the one that... The the raccoon German (laughs) shepherd.
1: said it's a chicken woman. (laughs) That's hysterical.
0: So um, let's talk about buy me a coffee real quick because this is our buy me a coffee page. And I wanted to read the donations. This is where people who are enjoying the podcast who, who want to support us can buy us a coffee to support the podcast. So we wanted to give a shout out to a few people that did buy us coffees. We have Adolfo who said, hello, I hear you guys. And I was around in the morning show. I'm originally from South Jersey, moved to Milwaukee four years ago. I went back to episode one and I listened to all of your podcasts. Just wanted to say, keep it up. Thanks for your stories and advice. Oh God. You got us four coffees. I
1: don't even remember what we sounded back, like back then.
0: Yeah, but isn't that kind of like an honor?
1: Yeah, it all is. All the way back
0: to episode one. Yeah. Because there was so much growth from this podcast, like episode one where I didn't talk to now. <laughs> um, this is our friend from...
1: No, no, no. No, Scotland. no. This is Scotland. Alisa
0: Elisa. Well, Milo and Fred. Said it was lovely to chat with you both today. So this was the day that we did a training with Scotland. Thanks for your time. I love your podcast. Thanks for, thanks for helping us make the world a better place for dogs. So thank you, Elisa. And then a someone, mystery person someone. got us five coffees. But they didn't leave a comment. But if that was you, thank you. And if uh, anyone listening to this podcast wants to check that out, the it's in the show notes. The link is buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum. And you could buy us uh, a coffee to thank us for the podcast. And then we also had, can you pull up the review? I wanted to read a review. we got a new review on the podcast as Apple well. Apple where? Uh, Apple Podcasts. Listener Jenny Metz says, I have an 11-week-old puppy and have been listening to this podcast since before we brought her home. I've learned so much and I felt prepared for so many different situations. Thank you. Five stars.
1: Didn't we get a really long email as well from somebody?
0: Yes, we did. Um
1: it was really nice.
0: Yeah. We should totally just get their name and then I want to address it on a different podcast episode. Okay. Cause it was like a but really she, nice yeah, email. I think it, it was a she. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. She sent us a huge email, mostly just complimenting us, which we're not used to. Yeah. But very. But it was really nice to see. encouragement
1: to keep going.
0: Yeah. So and we continue, really appreciated that. Continue what we're Did you doing, which
1: is nice. No, that's no. something else. Oh, I thought
0: you were getting her name. Um, we'll talk about it on the next episode, I think. So we're going to go with our question of the day. Ask the trainer. So Anna from Michigan says, This is a new issue. My puppy Rocco, 10-month-old chocolate lab, never peed or pooped inside the house, has started marking his territory on walks, on, on parked cars, bike tires in the garage, then in the backyard, started peeing on the patio table, potted plants, etc., how can I fix this behavior? And you had followed up with more questions?
1: Yes, because a lot of times when we do questions like this, I always say, like when John and I are discussing it, I'm always saying, well, I have I have more follow-up questions because there's a lot that goes into certain behaviors. Um, so I wanted to follow up with her first and then have that list for you guys so I can really kind of give you a really good overview of what's really going on and how I would go through the slew of figuring out what's what's going on. Um, so I asked her, uh, four specific questions. Is he neutered? Does he have any animal siblings possibly new or any stray animals in the area? Has he always lifted his leg when he pees or is this brand new? And has he always spotted meaning peeing only a little bit in a bunch of places in a bunch of, oh God, I can't speak. Meaning peeing only a little in a bunch of places a lot of the time. Like
0: Reserving what's in the tank.
1: Yes, so like he pees for a second and then keeps walking and waits till he gets another place and just keeps marking on everything. Um, So she responded and she said, no, he's not neutered. Uh, The vet says that he wants to wait until he's a year old. I'm waiting. He is 11 months on the 27th. So this, so he is already, yeah, he's already 11 months. Um, No siblings. He's my only child. We are empty nesters in our 50s. There are only, there are only us three at home uh yes he started lifting his leg about two months ago and we were like so proud of it of course while we did it outside on his walks um yes even we even make fun of him because sometimes he lifts his leg no pee comes out because of how many times he does this on his walk so he is marking a bunch of the time um normal playful dog very excited we calm him down with sick commands and have learned so much from us which i appreciate you saying that thank you so much annie I don't know if she goes by Anna or Annie because I know the email was Annie, and then yeah, the, she signed the email off. Email address. Anna. I wanted to like go over that as as a as a whole because there's a lot that goes into behavior when dogs aren't neutered or spayed. Um, take Tasha for example; she's eight years old. We have no idea what happened to her prior. She was definitely a mom she her her nipples are definitely larger so we know that she's gone through that and for lack of a better term her hoo-ha is ginormous um which <laughs> usually says that they've had puppies um she is a marker when she first came into our house she immediately came inside and peed by the back door where she knows pudge goes yeah and for
0: she actually lifted her leg too. Yeah,
1: she lifted her leg, and which we a we were
0: warned of, yeah. by the previous foster home that she had peed once in the house. Yeah, like and she that was, was marking it. her territory, and then that was it.
1: Yep. So we were expecting that. And I, like John said, she lifted her leg. She's a female. So a lot of people think this is a boy thing. And most of the time it is, but when it comes to like severe marking and like territory and and that kind of behavior, dogs will lift their legs regardless of their gender. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but the higher your pee looks on something, whether it's a fire hydrant or a mailbox or a car, the next dog that comes up to that and sees how high up the pee is on that object, they say to themselves, wow that's a big dog and it's it's a territorial thing it's a oh my god I'm a little bit scared right now um so that is really the whole thing behind that and I would say the first two months that we've had that we had Tasha she would follow Pudge around the yard and pee on top of her pee um she wouldn't do it to Oakley um so obviously Pudge is a female and so is Tasha so we we found that to be interesting that's not like It's not word is bond. So just because that's what Tasha did as a female doesn't mean that every female is going to do that or every male is going to do that. But we notice now that the two of them are gravy. They're fine. She doesn't do that anymore. She doesn't feel the need to do that. So what I'm thinking right now is that he needs to be neutered probably as soon as possible. I am pro younger Neutering. Yeah. And Unless spinning.
0: he's a giant breed, which we yeah. know he's not, he's a chocolate lab. Yeah. Uh there's really no need to wait much longer at all. Yeah. To a do lot that. of and I don't want and this I to. And I would come schedule out. it as soon as possible because most of these places are backlogged anyway. So you're not even going to get in there till he's well over a year old.
1: Yeah. And the longer we wait the 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 worse it'll get just because he f- those those hormones are basically like messing with his mind and making him think he needs to do these things. Um, the fact that he's going into your garage and doing it on your bike is is not good. We don't want that. That is not okay. Um, I don't think he's going to go into the house and do it unless you brought like um, like one of your friends. Obviously, it's COVID time, so not everybody's hanging out with everybody. But if you did happen to have a family member over or a friend that you were seeing during this, this whole pandemic... Um, and they brought their dog. Then that may say to him, "Oh, I need to
0: mark my territory, pee in my house." Yeah. But
1: because it's just the three of you, um, I don't think that's what's going to happen at all.
0: No, it's because there's no challenge to his territory inside the home.
1: No, but like on your bike, in your garage, your potted plants in the backyard, and stuff like that, those have other sense of other animals. So even if like I said, are there any stray animals? A lot of times there's. Stray cats, um, raccoons, bunnies, whatever.
0: Raccoon German Shepherds. (laughs) What's it called again? I don't remember. Definitely wasn't a Harpy. A
1: Harpy. Yeah, it was a Harpy.
0: No, that was the chicken woman.
1: Oh, you're right. It was the the tom tom, tomatardis. tomacarctus. Tamales. Yes. Um so that i think is what's going on like he's smelling other animals and feeling like he needs to mark his territory just and it and it honestly it doesn't come from being a tough guy it actually comes from being insecure um feeling the need to do that because what's what's that phrase a lion never has to state the fact that it's a lion
0: yeah something like that so
1: dogs that are actually confident and know that they are stronger and they're just you know more content with themselves um, more secure, they don't feel the need to do that kind of stuff or play rough in a lot of situations. There are a lot of dogs that I deal with that um, will go to the dog park and there are some, some particular dogs that the, the dog in question will play rougher with or be very hyper-focused on. And um, they do this because that dog, for some reason, makes them feel inferior, even though that dog may not be setting out to do that. Um, Just like when, you know, you see in old movies where the guy has a girlfriend and then all of a sudden this big buff, nice guy comes in and that's who the girl's looking at. And he's like, oh, I need to go beat that guy up. It's like very similar to that. It comes from insecurity. If you were secure with your girlfriend, you wouldn't feel the need to go beat that guy up. Um, So, yes, territorial is like is that kind of behavior, but it's more. It's more mental and more um, about their security or insecurity for that matter. So that's something to look at as well as beefing him up in situations and probably getting him neutered as soon as possible. So building um, that confidence. Yeah, it and is. Then, it is normal, though. I remember I want to go back to her original question. So I answer all of her specifics. And um, a good
0: way to beef up confidence if he doesn't already is to get him on a training regimen and Mm -hmm. get some basic obedience done.
1: Yeah. John and I find that the more um, positive reinforcement training in terms of commands that you can use with him in certain situations of stress, um, the better his, his outlook on life is going to be. So the more secure he's going to be, if he in stressful situations can, like you can communicate with him and he can do what you want him to do. He feels good about that. So that's a positive feeling for him. So, um, Definitely work on your commands and, and things. Uh, this is another thing why we don't want to go in the negative route because if he has negative associations with these commands and then you're using them on top of the stressful situation, it's going to make it worse. So he needs to have good emotions with all these commands so when you're practicing, like you're super positive and using really yummy food and it's and it's always a good thing and then we pair it with something that's stressful. Um, let me just make sure I answered her entire question. How do we stop this? It is normal. Um. Yep, that's pretty much it. Cool. Yep, so um, I hope that answered your question, and um, if anybody else has any territorial questions or if that confused you in any way, please let us know.
0: Yeah, you can email us, Paul's university at gmail, or you can go to com forward slash ask, right, is that correct? It's been a minute since I've dropped that <laughs> uh, link, but I believe it's forward it's, slash it ask. It sounds
1: right. Looks
0: about yes. right. yep Yep. So, PaulsonUniversity.com forward slash ask, and you can submit your question to us and we'll answer it on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. I have a request for all of our listeners. If you are listening to this and you like us even remotely, please go follow us on Instagram. Yes. that That is it. That's all I need from you right now. And, and I like that and you've
0: been doing the call to actions lately.
1: I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> this is usually my
0: my thing. I'm
1: getting frustrated because here's the thing. John and I are working our butts off. Like We are working so hard to push this further than it could that we could have ever imagined right and it's hard when we, like, we have we clearly get all these like messages from you guys and and so much love and you know the re- reviews which the reviews are great because obviously yeah. people want to see reviews but you're, you're for missing
0: out on a whole nother section of the content that we're creating by not following us on, or subscribing on youtube and following us on instagram because that, that that's a medium for images and infographics and videos so if you're not following us there make sure you follow us there
1: i do have a a few things lined up there is um terry terry kyle he is actually he is in i want to say bulgaria yep he's in sofia i I, maybe i'm saying that right s-o-f-i-a bulgaria and he does every dog matters it's in eastern europe and it's basically, they are the largest no cage open dog sanctuary in Bulgaria. And like, it lists like what they do with all these miles, and like, it's just crazy. Wow, that's huge. So they're, they're, they're trying. And I, and this is something that it's very interesting to me because that, what, you reading it? So it seems like a decent amount of space, but, um, I want to save most of our conversation for the podcast so you guys can really hear from him. But it seems like he's trying to make a movement, and maybe this is more acceptable over in Bulgaria, because I don't think it would ever happen here, um, like open sanctuary shelters where these animals are not in cages and they all coexist, but that would be very long shot in America just because... We don't socialize our animals properly, properly, and it's the way that that we live. Um, we're in, the, you know, this this kind of country. I think things are very different. So I want to get a lot of information from him and and learn more about this because even if it can't happen here, it's always fun to really learn about what other countries are doing and how different they are from us.
0: Um, what else did we learn?
1: Um, we learned that the Saluki is the answer to a lot of questions,
0: and that. Dogs and humans are not the only ones with hearts.
1: Or prostates.
0: No, we are the only ones with oh, prostates. Oh, are we? Yes. Oh,
1: you're right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I, did any, you did you, any, you have fun comments? with that? It was good. I thought that was I, a really I'm good list of not questions. not going to lie.
0: 74, I was kind of disappointed.
1: I was nervous that it was going to be like really stupid questions, and I think they were really good questions. They're
0: pretty good. Yeah. They're a little hung up on the Saluki, though.
1: <laughs> I guess the Saluki is an important dog. It's, it's important, and they, they, there was a lot of answers to questions, so...
0: Oh, yes, and Run Tintin is a shepherd.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now uh. we have to look up Run Tintin. Wait, we didn't talk about the medium.
0: That's going to be for next week, okay. the psychic medium. We
1: actually talked to a psychic medium, and it was probably the coolest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Maybe
0: we even connected with Opal. So we did. we'll talk about that more next week. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and uh, until next week.
1: Class dismissed.